Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 3, Episode 17, and today we are concluding, sadly, our Dark Olympus read-along, discussing, well, the the book isn't sad, it's just sad that we don't have any more to read yet, but we're talking about Cruel Seduction by Katie Roberts. But as always, if you want to support what we do, you can always join us on Patreon or in channel memberships, and you will get access to exclusive bonus content for every episode this episode our bonus content is going to be talking about how our reading went in august and debriefing on the kind of insane amazing readathon that brianna um created and became created and sucked all of us into in the chaos so uh that should be that's i tried to resist and then two of you were hosting and i was like i guess i'm joining (laughs) (laughs) fine oh my god no regrets yeah, it was the time no regrets. Was the time no no, no so we'll be we'll be discussing that but first uh cruel seduction y'all so good i love how messy it is it is perfect kind of mess for me it's it's so so good mess. yes and the thing is, in polyamory, in the beginning of polyamory in any relationship there will be mess that is the logistics of it so the fact that Katie just went hard and gave us all the mess, made my heart very, very happy. Mm-hmm. I really liked this one a lot. I mm-hmm. I think it might be my second favorite Same. that we've read. Yeah. It like I, slightly edged out Psychinaros. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the more <laughs> I sit on it, the more I'm just like, yeah, I really liked how messy this was. And unlikable mm-hmm. heroin also. Yes. Yeah. And like committed to the unlikable heroineness of the character, mm-hmm. like in a good way. Yeah, it's just everything. I think it works. I feel like the relationship dynamics really worked, and and I, see, also- I liked I liked the way the pairings fell down mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you have the guys crossing swords, you have the girls doing their thing, but at the same time, both the guys want to be with her mm-hmm. with per, um, Aphrodite, and so it all just works. Yeah. Because Pandora doesn't necessarily want to just be with Aphrodite. Like, no. She still wants her freedom. And yeah. so this works. So everybody's getting what they need out of it. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I kind of like that it's not all just all of them together and it's like mm-hmm. closed. It's, I don't know that I've really read that a lot though, especially in mainstream romance, something like this. There's not a relationship like this. No, because people were mad at the end of um, Wicked Beauty because it was still an open polyamorous relationship, right? Like, yeah. there were a lot of people who are like, that's not okay. You know, they weren't okay with that. So I feel like we have the same issue here where a lot of readers are probably disgruntled and not like us who are like, heck yeah, this is amazing. Like, this is great. <laughs> uh, because well, I think whole... a lot of readers want like everyone together. Only. Yeah. But for me, the whole point of polyamory is being in a relationship that serves everybody in the way they need it. Mm-hmm. Because some people thrive in monogamy. I am very much a monogamous person. I get very jealous. I don't like to share. It's the only girl thing. So I don't like to share. So I do well in monogamy, but one of my dearest friends is in a polyamorous relationship and she is with a male and a female and she thrives in that because they both give her different things. Mm -hmm. And so 
they're getting what they need from the relationship and she's getting what she needs from the relationship with them. But her two partners are never together because um, her girlfriend doesn't do dick. That's the easiest way she <laughs> describes it. So it's just how it works for them. And mm -hmm. watching that just lets me see how polyamory can work. Growing up Mormon, people think of polyamory and like very different they think of it more like polygamy rather than polyamory right. which, is which are two different very thing. different things yeah. yeah i don't like when people try to they're not, not at from all the same the because they are very much not yeah they're like not the, the, same the power dynamics are oh my gosh yeah, exactly there's no agency yeah. in polygamy <laughs> no true yeah interesting yeah i think i think it works i think too like that yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I, I just enjoyed them. I thought that they mm -hmm. she did a good job making all of the relationships fit, and that people had different relationships. You know that uh, Pandora uh, loved Hephaestus, but like a friend, mm -hmm. it just it yeah, was, like, so you can love, love people platonically. I hate yes. when people. Think I that's also not a really thing. like that representation because mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of books that talk about like a platonic soulmate. Mm -hmm. in, that, in that sense and like loving someone but like not wanting to be in a romantic relationship with them right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah which is very real like I don't know I talk about friend like my friend group talks about like friend soulmates a lot yeah and like finding those people um versus like you know maybe you you can have more than one romantic soulmate potentially and maybe your platonic like friendships can just be or sometimes just more valuable mm-hmm in a different way you know it's a different kind of support than a partner um mm -hmm. can be so i just think it's interesting like I, I love that we got all like we i feel like we got all kinds of love represented in this as far as like siblings loving like each other um mm -hmm. and caring for each other because like we saw that with when stuff went down with um aphrodite and like her brother actually pairing when you know i think a lot of people felt like zeus wouldn't show up for her in the same way necessarily um well especially like, because he didn't show up for Hera. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. we he has a track record of not showing up. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he showed up says something. Correct. Yeah. 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 I thought it was really but, interesting to see how like she she chose to have like pre-existing relationships in mm -hmm. this group because that can be like really messy and can end up turning out really poorly <laughs> if not yeah, done well yeah. um and i think it's one of those things of like she did it she wrote it so well and it worked perfectly for this group but i, I was gonna say we've seen really aphrodite and adonis in other situations and you saw yeah. them not working already mm -hmm. right. yeah so yeah, to have them come in and then by adding two other people they start working and they're like, like oh, oh. Uh, balances yeah. are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's his own brand of crazy. This is a brand yeah, of crazy. Is. <laughs> yeah. That's no, the other thing is you see dynamic. what it's like when someone doesn't receive parental love young mm -hmm. and how they can latch on to the wrong kind of person because they bailed him out. True. I mean, Hephaestus was so loyal to Minus. Uh, what's his face? Minus. My, minus. minus minus yeah this yeah. is true he's so loyal to him for no good reason other than he bailed him out as a kid mm -hmm. yeah but like mm -hmm. that's been 15 years now you're a grown adult you do not have to still be loyal to him and, and the fact that really Pandora has showing. pointed that out over years 
And now it's finally sinking in now that he sees the writing on the wall even more clearly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and he's yeah. shown like over and over that he actually like doesn't care right. about that loyalty to an extent, which I think is um, important for Hephaestus to see like long term. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a lot agree. of like you kind of saw his like deconstruction of that mm-hmm. like, relationship yep. throughout, mm-hmm. like throughout the book, where like that that arc on his own was fantastic. Yeah. And you see the beginnings of the Minotaur starting to uh-huh. see the writing on the wall as well. Yeah, yeah. So the Minotaur's book is coming. I think it's after the next one. It's after the next oh, one. Okay. Yeah, I think it's book seven. Mm-hmm. And that's with Ariadne. Mm-hmm. so you know he says i have my reasons and the reason must clearly be ariadne at this point obviously yeah so that whole family structure is gonna fall apart though and it means yeah, you because yeah. it's toxic but yeah. yeah that's interesting i am finding that a political marriage big buzzword for me oh uh-huh yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's kind of like marriage of convenience, right? Like, we have to get married to do this thing or to have this yeah. thing happen. But, like, on, like, on a much bigger scale because there's, yes. like, consequences outside yeah. of just the two of you. And oh, when it's political, yeah. there's much more likely to be hate sex. And I like to read yes. hate sex. Oh, man. Reading the hate sex in this book. I, oh, my I gosh, like, right? Today, right? Like, I was just like, um... I need to pause for a moment. <laughs> yeah. like, I need a breath. Like, I need to take a breath. Because it was so much. Uh-huh. That was what? definitely one that I was like, I'm really hoping that my AirPods don't go out on me right now because I'm at work. <laughs> I was very happy. I was just in the house with my AirPods and all day listening to it. I was like, okay, we're safe. <laughs> I would have been at the stoplight when that happened with someone next to me just staring at me like, ma'am? You know, it's funny because like, that's not usually a thing I prefer, but I feel like it makes sense for the characters in this. Well, I think that's why it works so well. You knew like that they had to have sex, like to consummate the marriage, right? Right. But you also knew that they like hated each other. So the like way it would play out, I felt like the dynamic there worked extra well in a way because like you knew... I feel like you kind of knew that Hephaestus was never going to force her into anything also. It's also Katie. So, like, Katie played really well with the, like, dubious consent element in the hate sex, I feel like. Um, But also still Because they both knew that they had a part to play and that they had to go this this route. Right. But, like, once they got there, they made it good and made consent a thing. Her describing her wedding dress in the first chapter and being like i am using this as a tool of seduction <laughs> yeah i was like oh we're in for a ride uh-huh <laughs> well in the way she well, says aphrodite up, so yeah. yeah well and even the way she sets up pandora with like getting her to the club and then taking mm-hmm. the picture in the bed like she just i love it because <laughs> it gave you the tiny bit of what i loved about psyche where she can manipulate social media to do what she wanted mm-hmm. so you get a little bit of that from her in that moment and then you see if i just fight back with the help of adonis and yeah. using social media to his benefit and mm-hmm. it was just so good oh my gosh yeah um, 
that's just it. Those little political maneuvering and machinations in this particular one fed mm -hmm. my soul. Gave me yeah. everything I needed. I've technically read this book twice in the last month. I feel like we got a lot of like come together of the plot also in this book comparatively to the mm -hmm. last. It's like we've been building up to a lot of the plot with Hephaestus's family and Minos and stuff. It's like in this one, it felt like we finally were getting like, oh, we we kind of get a feel that we know some of what's happening. We don't know fully yet. Yeah. But you're like, okay, they're bringing stuff into the ports. They're, uh, they have a secret basement room apartment thing where they're like planning things. And, you know, he's kind of like moving his pieces. And we're, I felt like we were seeing that a little bit more because they're yeah. actually like in the story now versus being like in the competition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did still think, and this has been my complaint for the last couple books. It, is it and it, it's, it's they're ending so abruptly yes and that continues to bother me I don't know why she keeps doing that like all the books are just ending so abruptly well I Agreed. think she if you were reading them all in order it would not feel so abrupt because you're immediately jumping into the next exciting thing in the next perspective which is maybe so there's not really a lot of downtime between books yeah but i want like i want a little bit of time like if even like a few pages a chapter like some time with them together mm -hmm. after like it's, i feel like we no end with the couple together room. and we're just like boom next book. and that's it yeah, yeah. and i, I would like, I, I agree an epilogue. yes yeah it needs an epilogue all they all need epilogues yeah. yeah, just tiny ones because it doesn't have to get. I feel like you could do that without giving away. Like anything. Neon Gods is perfect. Like Neon Gods gives you more enough mm -hmm. more after. It's just the last like this and the last two books that have been. This like, ended, and I, and I was like, "We're done." Yeah, <laughs> like same same as last one. I was like, "We're done." I do think that this one was better paced at the end than Radiant the last. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I keep looking up at my books. I'm like, what are the titles? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am kind of excited. Like, once they all come out, I kind of just want to do like a whole weekend of just binging all of them. Which is great. It would be a good weekend. Yeah. That'd be a great week. Or a week. It'd be fun. You do it in a week. Maybe. Yeah. I would say it's 10 books. I would say a week. <laughs> Probably finish two a day though, so I mean yeah. five days ish. A holiday weekend. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> but then again, your partner might not see you in that weekend if you do that. That's true. And I can read on the couch. <laughs> it's called structured parallel play. Yeah. <laughs> they do their thing on the couch and you read on the couch. It's fine. Yes. Oh, you wanted to play video games? Yeah, great. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, that's what my husband's always doing. That's what we do all the time. Yeah. Like, that is just our norm. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. Until one of us feels needy, then it's like, I want attention. Let's do something together. We do, like, we have one night a week scheduled where, like, we do something together. Um, mm -hmm. But otherwise, kind of like, whatever. Yeah. 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 But I need that structure because otherwise... I'll just get so into my work and then it'll, I'll go too far into being like, wait, we haven't talked in so like, like, I don't know. I just, I, so I get that. Mm -hmm. Especially um, with the kids. Like you need the time yes. to just like be together. And that's just it. I don't have tiny humans stealing my, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I that have cats. Helps. <laughs> 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 
if we did we would have to have we have to have structure but or like if we yeah. travel a bunch we have that time yeah. like we set aside yeah. weekends to like just hang. Yeah. So. so i do have like questions mm-hmm. about the mechanics of that one scene with the three of them okay oh with dp yes I'm like, how? I don't know if we can we say that on YouTube. Or are we gonna get in trouble if we say? This I don't know. We, we might get in DP. trouble. We might get in trouble. We'll just call it DP. DP. Okay. Very possible, Bethany. <laughs> just takes a lot. When a you lot think of about when you think about that area of a woman, you need lots of lube. But they have well, pushed no, something much I, bigger through it. No, but I'm more concerned. It's more like how do the bodies fit? You know, like okay, that's so you like just maneuver it. okay. Yay, it's my favorite hobby. <laughs> Explaining <laughs> things to people that happen in books. I wish I had Barbies right now because we would have the best time. <laughs> so think of her as in the middle. Okay. One is below and one is up top. So like a missionary and a kind of doggy-esque. Does that make sense? I guess that's that's generally how the positioning would work for that. Mm-hmm. That seems claustrophobic. <laughs> with how large the okay. seems to be, I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't because you can't be like. You know, but I'm pretty sure it's generally how the mechanics of that one works. But it's at the like, same time, it's both Hephaestus and Adonis. Adonis was behind, from what I understand of the yeah. position, and Hephaestus was below. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have the person necessarily sandwiched on top of you. They would be that. They're kind of like interesting. Like, so it's like an like, L with her in the middle. Yeah, here. I just don't that's a lot. I feel like that's, um, that's a lot. Hold on. Okay. She's like, this is her. And then she's like, it's like that. <laughs> There's your demonstration. The people I, I listening to this are really going to have to pop over to the YouTube and see. I, right. Yeah. The question is Did Katie have the artist dolls when she was trying she to write had, her? Oh, so uh, Katie 100% had her little Barbie dolls going. Uh-huh. Figuring it all out. It's funny. I have three pens. Three pens. <laughs> so, this is here. Aphrodite's here. Adonis is here. So, oh, like, yeah. we're pretty far back. Yeah. Yeah. These two are close, but he's pretty far back. Wow. That makes sense. And or yeah. like I guess he he could have been like sitting up with her and then he like more Okay. Okay. Sitting up kind of and yeah. You asked, like, I'm pretty sure that's I not did, how it was. Though. I did. I don't think okay. it was. Usually it's it's the position yeah. just I love um, how you're like usually <laughs> every time I've read it, it's usually the position <laughs> I described. Uh-huh. <laughs> And my understanding is for that to work is it's a lot of lube and a lot of prep work. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. Okay. It's fine, you guys. Midnight Rune has puppy play in it. I can't wait for that discussion. Oh my. <laughs> well, from I'm what Katie keeps saying, at least, okay, but at least it's like pretty mild. I, yeah. I once like with randomly read a book that had like a more extreme version of it and I was like what yeah I went into a book not knowing it it was actually kitty play not puppy play but it was much more extreme than I was expecting but it actually didn't bother me once I was in it it was it was weird for me but yeah I've only read it I would not want to personally experience it 
but I am okay reading it. As we well. all know I'll read anything once. Maybe I, I read it once and yeah. it was so poorly written. So I'm very hesitant. Oh no. It was like a, a self pub werewolf shifter. Oh, that, like, no. <laughs> oh no. This is more like a, like, if you want to be a good boy crawl is how she describes it. Yeah. So uh -huh. it'll be fine. Yeah. I just think it's funny. She's yeah. like, there's puppy play. And I was like, oh, okay. She had to explain it, though, what she meant yeah, by it. She did. And I know. People were I like, know. what? I know. <laughs> okay, so can we talk about the fact that Hephaestus saved Aphrodite and then there was, like, caregiving? Like, okay, I loved no. that moment mm. so much. Yes. Because it, it then, was multi-layered. Because she she's had like, the I physical, like, you right now. clean her wounds, bandage her caregiving. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then later, when she's not okay and breaking down, and he doesn't know what to do, this he does best. what he can to call in backup. Mm -hmm. And then he just strips down and gets in the shower with her because she's falling apart. And yeah. he doesn't know what else to do other than sit there and be there for her. Yeah. Like, and then even though like, he's constipated kind of. at it, he's trying. And I love him for that. Yeah. 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 I also kind of love the fact that, like, Adonis, even though Hephaestus doesn't know, Adonis knows it's a big deal that she can sleep with him. Mm -hmm. Like, uh -huh. literally, like, sleep like fall asleep like sleep yeah. sleep not sex sleep sleep not sex sleep um yeah. and that i think is interesting that like even though there's all this conflict she feels safe enough that she can sleep mm -hmm. with him i love that though like i thought that was because a, at her core she knows that he won't do anything to her mm -hmm. very early yeah. on yeah that that was the part i think i liked the most as much as they hated each other neither one of them was like going to like murder the other one no. necessarily in the like in the shared space mm -hmm. i also yeah. really liked towards the end when like they found out that like they were both trying to like the partner was going to get murdered by either political party um and it went very quickly from oh i don't want to be a widow to wait no wait i actually love him <laughs> <laughs> Because in that moment, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't, I don't want to be alone necessarily, because right. I kind of like that I found a person. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it's not just any person, it's this person. Yeah. Because I think that's very natural in a relationship, because like, when you're getting to know someone and dating, not that any of us have really been in that situation in many years. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where I think Brianna was most recent in that situation for us. <laughs> but. <Still in> <laughs> But it's been years, so it's one of those things where, as you're dating, you you're like, okay, if this person went away, would I be okay? Mm. Like I at least went through that when I was dating. It's like, yeah, okay, if this person wasn't in my life, would I be okay? And that let me know how invested I was in the relationship. And that realization so, like, when you go, oh, I I would not be okay. It's like, uh -huh. oh, like Crap, when I, I did not experience again. this. Yeah, I'm when my partner and I were dating, there was a place. <laughs> 13 years, we're just here <laughs> he's like, no. Just... Yeah, there was a point where me and my, my now partner were dating, and it got to a point where they told me they didn't feel anything when we kissed. And so I legitimately had to evaluate everything and if I would be okay if I lost this person. And I was not going to be okay. And thankfully, he had other emotional things going on. That's not mine to share, so I won't. Um, but we worked through that 
and now we're happily married, been together almost 10 years now. So. Mm-hmm. And it's true though. Like it did show development and growth. That doesn't mean I don't actually like love my partner. We're just, oh, we're, very, I know like, that. we're weirdos. Like I'm not going to lie, but we just kind of ended up here and it's been growing together, not apart situation mm-hmm. more than anything. Right. At this point. Um, and yeah, I think that you got to see them like grow together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's like my favorite. That's one of my favorite thing in romance books often is seeing the couple grow together um, to like get to the point of being like in love and or getting married or whatever their future is. So like I think Katie handled that really well, especially with the poly not situation. Cause like you had, you know, there's a lot of relationships going on at the end yeah. of the day. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. Aphrodite and Hephaestus are the middle core relationship kind of. And then we have like our little splits off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and I really liked the relationship with Pandora. I loved the di- the dynamic was just fun. Mm-hmm. She was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Because Aphrodite doesn't let herself be herself with many people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Pandora being an outsider means she doesn't have expectations of Aphrodite. Mm-hmm. And so she was able to let her guard down with her. And that is something that's so important in a relationship. If you can't mm-hmm. let your guard down with your partner, you probably shouldn't be partners. Probably not. Yeah. And I think and slowly um, you see Pandora... Aphrodite let her guard down around Hephaestus and they grow together because they both let that guard down. Mm-hmm. And Adonis lets his guard down with Hephaestus, which is why they all work. That's true. This is true. I also think um, Pandora's like lack of investment into the political machinations of the world helps because like... Yeah. She just does not care. She is like, listen, I just want you guys to be okay. Uh, and beyond that, I really don't give a shit. Yeah. And I, I felt that to an extent. I'm like, this is true though. Sometimes you're just like, I don't really care about this part. You just, I just need these people to be okay. And I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also like that we got some pan, um, caregiving from Pandora. Being mm-hmm. like, you're the type that doesn't eat, huh? I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. And she's immediately like, making sure she has breakfast, making sure she like sending her lunch. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, especially because I feel like she, she's not somebody who normally gets taken care of, you know, mm-hmm. she's usually been the one to keep things together. Mm-hmm. This is true. Well, like, I like that. I um, also really appreciate that Pandora was um, like still kind of like she was considered an equal in that, like not only in that group, but just in like, her POV um, mm-hmm. because it would have been really easier to make her more of a minor character because she's not mm-hmm. one of the 13 and she's not part of like the closed like the triad mm-hmm. and so like it would have been easy for Katie to like not write her as much like into as mm-hmm. much stuff and I just really like the fact that like she's still an equal in this yeah. book yeah Great. well it also seems like from a lot of things I've seen often when you have these sort of extended polyamorous relationships, there are important relationships between people who are platonic with each other too within those mm-hmm. groups. And so mm-hmm. I think here you see that part of it's built mm-hmm. in because she and Hephaestus have been friends. But, but at the like same time, she starts to build that with Adonis too. Yeah. So I appreciate that you start to see that building mm-hmm. as well so that they're all there to take care of Aphrodite. Yeah, you do see her, like, blossom into that. And I loved getting to see, like, Adonis take care of Hephaestus some, too, in this. Because, like, when he couldn't get up off the shower floor because of his knee and stuff, like, the way that was all written was really 
I felt like thoughtful to see like, you know, I know Aphrodite needs us in this moment too, but you also need me. So like just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, even, yeah. like when he, even when Hephaestus wants to like go down on Adonis, Adonis is like, let's not do this here, your knee. And he's like, I don't care. I want your cock in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was such a good scene. Perfection. Oh my gosh. Like their scenes together gave me life. I loved their scenes together. <laughs> so good. Like, they were and that's so why well like, I appreciate how well Katie can write a sapphic scene that I'm like head over heels for, uh-huh. and then turn and writes that, and I'm also head over heels for it. And I don't feel exactly. like exactly. I don't feel like I'm missing anything because I'm getting the best of all the no. worlds here. Yeah, and I feel like what she's not just like doing it in like a fan servicey mm-hmm. kind of way when she's doing male male either. Mm-hmm. Which is something yeah. you run across with females writing male male relationships sometimes. Yeah. And you I don't feel that with Katie's stuff, mm-hmm. which is why I appreciate when it's there and it's done well because I don't get that a lot with females. There's writers. so much care in those scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're it's like care based on the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Katie yeah. Makes sense always makes consent sexy. Like even if it's just a pause waiting for the person to let you move forward, like it's mm-hmm. there, clear. Yeah. 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 I do love how much consent is in this. I, appre- uh, I, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing, I mean, well, okay. I'll actually, I guess I'll say, do y'all have other thoughts on the main narrative that you wanted to share? This one was much more focused on the relationships I do like that the macro plot did pick up immediately where we left off in the previous one. Mm-hmm. And we see the fallout of what happened in Radiant Sin, where yeah. the city now knows about the claws and they're all trying to take everybody out, which leads mm-hmm. to opportunities to build this bigger poly relationship. So I think it's a very well-timed poly mm-hmm. relationship for the series. Mm-hmm. So it worked well for me. Yeah. I do think that the pacing, though, I mean, even though it is really focused on the relationship, the pacing of this book felt really natural. Like, you have a lot of relationships that are happening in here, which means you had a lot of steamy scenes. But yet, I didn't feel like it was overpowering the politics. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It had a really well, good it, balance of macro plot really and relationship. Did. It did, mm-hmm. which is hard to do, and I feel like getting all of the character perspectives in there too. Like it's not that's yeah, a we lot felt like that suffered a little it's bit. Not a lot of pages, really. Politics, no, and the party. It's, it's under four hundred pages. Like I think it's yeah. actually mm-hmm. one of the smaller ones in this series. It's pretty impressive. It felt like it was to do this. So that would not. I wonder me. if it's because of the way that, like, especially the first scenes were very politically motivated. So it kind of felt like you were getting politics and smut in the same scene. So it just True. really balanced it out. Maybe. I could see yeah, that. That could help it. And with it being a political marriage, right. that does help as well. Basically yeah, we what I'm trying to say is that Katie is a genius. And yeah. Because a lot of it is like anything she writes. (laughs) Well, and like them just getting to know each other is unpacking some of the political Mm -hmm. background. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I think it works. It's smart. 
So the other thing is, uh, I we, like before we went, we got on here. I was like, "Did you read the bonus scene?" So we all everyone stopped <laughs> and we read it. Um, so this is in the Barnes and Noble exclusive edition, but I think Katie also made it available to her to their patrons and on um, her newsletter. If you go on her website and click newsletter bonuses, you can find it there. So right, but there is a brief scene that is. Uh, Harry's and Zeus's wedding night, and it is yeah. Something. Harry and Zeus's wedding night. It's so good. I cannot wait for this book now. <laughs> he is totally the Ice King, and I'm here yes. for it. Like yeah, even like as they're getting intimate, she talks about how cold he is, and I'm just yeah. like, excuse me, he's like, like he's like hello? a machine. This is all I'm getting. <laughs> I'm so ready for their book. Yeah, and, and she's like, she's so, so angry that he. Yeah, like she's so angry that like he made her be into it when mm-hmm. she was like, "Let's yeah. just get this." I love she's like, "I'm so pissed to give me three orgasms." How dare he? <laughs> I'm gonna give him so much pain for every one of those. <laughs> I love so like one of my favorite things that happens in books is when it's stuff like this, and it's like, "I'm not gonna kiss you on the mouth, but I'm totally gonna eat you out." <laughs> yeah. And then I was just like, "We," I finished it. And I was just first thing that went through my head is like. Oh, I thought cruel seduction had good hate sex. This is going to have even better hate sex. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And the thing is, like, it's very mechanical in the beginning. Like, she immediately just, like, starts mm-hmm. stripping, not even trying to do it sexually. She just does it. And he just stands there and watches her do it. Mm-hmm. And then once she's done, he comes in and basically does the same thing. And I'm just like, okay. I get you. All right, let's go. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because he seems, like, subtly disappointed that she just wants it to be this, like, formal exchange. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Because he's like, fine, if you don't want softness, I won't kiss your mouth, but we're going to do this my way. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to find out that Zeus is actually a cinnamon roll? (laughs) Of course we are. (laughs) He might be. He's also like our short king. Like he's not giant. He's gonna be our short king who's a cinnamon roll and will burn the world for her. Because he'll fall in love with her. Like Like, that is who he's gonna be. And probably he has childhood trauma that made him feel like he had to hide his softness. Oh, he's definitely gonna have childhood. Oh, completely. We know who's this is why he will be a cinnamon roll to her. Yeah. I also loved this. This isn't in the Zeus and Hera thing, but it's going back to the Zeus. Mm -hmm. They mentioned Hercules. Yes. They oh, yes. I love that they talk about Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, happy. From Wicked Villains. Mm-hmm. But it's always so cute how they'll just like, she just like drops them in and I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's over there in his little throuple. Thriving. <laughs> Thriving. Mm-hmm. Living his best life. I still, I still theorize, I know we didn't get this information yet, but like my theory is still that uh, whoever's running the show above Midas is Cersei. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's, that's my theory. They okay, did, they did, he did mention something about the benefactor, or yes. So uh, that's my theory. See, my I theory I have other theory. theories. Oh. oh, but they're not as they're like adjacent to yours. Okay, I think we have met the benefactor, but they are not going by their true name at this point. Hmm. hmm. Because there's a certain person we've met that has, quote unquote, been kicked out of Olympus and some things that that make me feel like this is a thing. 
Interesting. Interesting. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm very ready for this review. So it very well could be Cersei, but they're going by a different name at this point. That's my yeah. theory. Yeah. Yeah. Completely a theory. Katie, do not write what I say. To do whatever you're going to do, because I'm sure it's wonderful. I feel like Katie's but, the type of person that if if someone did guess the theory, she would change it. Change. That's true. This is true. I also feel like she's, well, she's already on edits for, like, the seventh book, I think. Yeah. Like these all, all of these are going to be written and done like yeah. two years before they're all out. I feel because yeah. we've got we've got like at the rate years. she writes and the rate she puts out things like that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah. But with her starting a whole new series, I'm afraid it's going to take longer now. No, so far, no. I think it's going to be. Two I just wanted to come back to Sabine Valley because I love the Sabine Valley books. Yeah, but. Like, she doesn't have it in her right now, so I'm not going to force it. But I just love the Speak Valley books. I think they're great. I haven't read those ones yet. See, I was reading them as they came out. And then she's like, I'm not going to be writing these for a long time. I'm like, oh. I'm so yeah. Sad. I don't think they sold well either as part of it. And I know Indy. I would agree. Market, you know? But now that people are a little more used to her writing Polly, they might be more open to it. Because they're all at least thruples. Yeah. Hmm. Because it's her seven brides for seven brothers, but it's thruples. I do love a thruple slash anything multiple. <laughs> we love anything, Polly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just all of it. Give me the white chooses. Like, let's go. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, all right. Anything else before we move I on? I think that's to, it for uh... Cruel Seduction for me. I think I've said everything I want to say. I think so, too. Oh, I feel like. Oh. They prepped Eurydice and Karen really well. They did. They spoke as well. Oh, they yes, did. they did. You're right. I am so ready for Midnight Rain. Or is it Midnight yeah. Ruin? It's Midnight Ruin. I keep wanting to call it Ru Rain, but it is Ruin. <laughs> I have it. I have it. Because they drop on Edelweiss really early, so I always get them over there. Um, and I was like, maybe maybe I read it. But I was like, but if you read it now, <laughs> you're just going to be waiting. You're going to be start. waiting for so long. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to yeah. wait, but I might treat myself in December and read it. There you go. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Because it comes out in like, January. Because it comes out so, in January, yeah. so that would be yeah. yeah. But I also like usually wait for the Libro arcs because we get audios from Libro usually every month, mm -hmm. every time they come out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I mean, just you could always read it and then listen. To it. Like November, December, January. I read it and then I re-listen to the podcast. Oh, there you go. Back. Oh my gosh. Be exciting. But this is it for. For this year, yeah. Um, it's been, it's it's been so fun. Bad. I know, I know. <laughs> it's been fun to read them all, though. It's been good. It has been. Yeah. So we are going to move into on my radar, talking about new and upcoming book releases and romance we're excited about. But first, if you enjoy the podcast, we do always appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review us. We can reach more listeners or comment below if you're watching us on YouTube with any thoughts on the episode. And if you're interested in getting exclusive bonus content with every episode, consider supporting us on Patreon or channel memberships. Huge thanks to all of our supporters, including our World Expander patron, Stephanie. You'll make what we do possible. Really appreciate you. And again, this week's bonus content is going to be debriefing on the craziness that was the month of August with this readathon and highlights of our reading. And how Brianna made us all read way too many books. Way too many books. <laughs> Sorry! 
Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Listen, your TBR is much lower now. It's true. It's very true. true. It's very true. Um, okay, so I've got some things. I don't know. I've what got else at has. least one. <laughs> Great. I'm opening my um, list now. Okay, well, I'll start with one. So, A Shot in the Dark by Victoria Lee is her first adult romance. She's written YA kind of like gothic, creepy stories, stuff. This one follows two people finding love after struggling with addiction. Um, But it basically starts with a one-night stand between uh, this woman and her soon-to-be art teacher, which she discovers when she goes to class. Like, she's going to be studying photography under him. So, um, it's interesting. I've not heard about that one. So now I'm like, hmm, curious. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think it's queer in some way, but I'm not sure exactly. Her stuff usually is. So Yeah, I was like, her stuff, I I haven't read her, but everything I know about her books in the YA market, at least, always featured queer. Um, I've got a queer sapphic for you. Uh, It's Cleat Cute by Meryl Wilsner. This is a sapphic soccer romance. Uh, I'm reading it this month. I have an arc of it. I'm like, I'm it's reading it. It's supposed to be based on Ted Lasso, yeah? It is. Yes, I'm getting there. It's Ted Lasso. <laughs> it is not Jamie and Roy. It is Roy and Danny Rojas. Yes. So it is, I love football, heroin, football and like Football is grumpy, life. Like, football grumpy. is life. It's, yeah. So we've got <laughs> that. And then we have our grumpy, like, kind of grizzled player that is over it a little bit. Um, I love it. Listen, I can't wait. So Phoebe's our young upstart on the national women's team, and Grace has been the star for 10 years and ends up injured with Phoebe taking her place. All I need after Ted Lasso ended. That's all I have. I need it. I need it. <laughs> so nice. badly. Love it. Um, I mean, I'm sure that we've talked about this one already, but Iris Kelly Doesn't Date comes out in October. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the third I, Kelly, I still need to read it. I, I, I need to forever. I'm doing an anticipated arc release video reading this one and Cleek Cute. Um just because I'm like, okay, I need to force myself to like read this right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just like I keep forgetting that I have the arc of it. Um but it's sapphic and queer and I think like takes place at like a community theater. I, I think that's what it was like one of Fun. the characters is like an actor at a like mm-hmm. you know regional type theater, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it'll be it. messy and fun. And I'm here for mm-hmm. it. Nice, love it. Okay, so mine is gonna be "Kiss and Spell" by Celestine Martin. I loved Witchful Thinking oh, last year, yes. so cute. and so hers this year is all about a witch without a spell and a prince in search of a kiss. So all Ursula Caraway wished for was to live happily ever after in her hometown of Freya Grove. The self-proclaimed Jersey Shore witch princess was set to begin her perfect life until a twist of fate changed everything. Now she's telling fortunes to the love lord, selling crystals at the local psychic shop and reclaiming her missing magic. Ursula desperately wishes to shake up her life so much so that she'll do just about anything, including befriending a very cute, very enchanted prince. Prince Xavier Alder needs to find the one. But his lack of social skills has made that a challenge. And being cursed by the fairy queen isn't helping either. So when Ursula, eager to believe in magic again, agrees to help Xavier find a perfect curse-breaking kiss before midsummer, it's the ideal opportunity for them to get what they want. 
so long as they don't let their mutual and inconvenient attraction get in the way. Like, I am here for it. It's like Frog <laughs> Prince and a Witch. Yes, please. Like, give I me know. It this. sounds so fun. It sounds really cute. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I have My Rogue to Ruin by Erica Ridley. This is the next book in the Winchester series, which I'm loving. This one, though, they suddenly switched them to illustrated covers. Oh. I don't know. It's kind of like mid I hate when they do that. Right? Uh, I I don't love it. But I do really like the series. This one, in this one, the family's taken on a new case to expose a forger, but the prime suspect isn't at all what he seems. And our heroine is one of the the sisters in the family who is disabled, but her cane is also a weapon. (laughs) I think it's going to be great. I love that. It's fun. Yeah, these are fun. Uh, Okay, my last one I have is Time to Shine by Rachel Reed. This is a MM hockey romance. Um, One of my friends read it, who's also been in her hockey phase, and actually was like, this is really good. So, like, immediately take her on to my reader. Yes, of course, it was Steph from Novelty Corner. (laughs) Who else do I talk about hockey books? (laughs) Nonstop. It's fine. Uh, This is a bromance turned romance, they're calling it. And it sounds really cute, because basically one of the players is, like, new to the area, and he has him move into his house, into his, like, big house with him. And it's their, like, friendship turned romance. I was like, that sounds precious. And it's like, hey, I don't want to be alone in this giant house. And why should you stay in a hotel? I have all the space. Come hang. Um, but I think they're, like, not supposed to really hang out, like, sort of thing. And then, of course, it blossoms more. And I'm just like, it sounds really cute. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to give it a try. Nice. Um, this one doesn't come out until January. But the, first off, the cover is gorgeous. And um, so I immediately looked at it. And it's technically YA, but I think it's upper YA. But it's called That's Most fine. Ardently um, by Gabe Cole no- Novoa. Uh, and it's a queer retelling of Pride and Prejudice uh, with a yes. trans boy. Ooh. Uh, it says, in this remix classic series, authors from marginalized backgrounds reinterpret classic works through their own cultural lens to, sub- to subvert in the overwhelming cishet white and male canon. This bittersweet Pride and Prejudice remix follows a trans boy yearning for the freedom to live openly, centering queerness in a well-known story of longing and subverting society's patriarchal and cis-heteronormative expectations. Nice. I, I really like that series. I've, I've been the, hearing I've never read anything from them. But... Oh, they're really good. There's a lot of really... The, the one really... that just is coming out this month, Teach the Torches to Burn, mm-hmm. is like a gay Romeo and Juliet story. Uh-huh good i really want to try the remix series they look fun i know the covers on all of them so fantastic oh tasha suri did one of them yeah weathering she did a weathering Weathering heights yeah Yeah, good yeah yeah they're good all right i've been i've read them all (laughs) yeah (laughs) they they that's what i'm gonna talk about oh sorry no you're good they just they sent me the email with it and i was just like i don't even know what this is with this cover i need (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love it okay the last one I'm going to talk about is The Pomegranate Gate by Ariel Kaplan okay. this is coming out late September so this is the first adventure in the Mirror Realm cycle it's a Spanish Inquisition era fantasy trilogy inspired by Jewish folklore with echoes of Naomi Novik and Catherine Arden 
So that's all I needed to want to pick it up because I love Naomi Novik. I love Catherine Arden. Granted, I love Naomi Novik's more fairy tale stuff than her, um, yeah, whatever her Dark Academia <laughs> series was. That yeah, one didn't yeah. work for me. There were some things that didn't work, but yeah. her other fantasy stuff I love. So this is feeling more that, and the fact that it's Spanish Inquisition era and Jewish folklore, like very interesting, makes mm-hmm. me very interested. I hope it's well done. I'm excited yeah. to read it so I can find out. Nice. But yeah, that's end of September, so the 26th. Um, okay, I, I do have one more. So. Okay. <laughs> um, so You Again by Kate Goldbeck mm. is, and actually I think it's one of the book of the month picks for this month too, but it's a gender-flipped modern take on When Harry Met Sally. Okay. I've and, seen this cover and I keep seeing this book. So I'm very curious for someone else to read it and tell me if I should. Yeah, I have, so I, I have an arc of it because I went to an event for it. I the, the author, it's funny, when they emailed me about it, I was like, that name sounds so familiar. So like the author has followed me on Twitter for years, like before she sold any books and I recognized mm-hmm. her name and I was like, oh, cool. So yeah, anyway, it looks cool. Actually, I have this because it's on my TBR for the month, but it's mm-hmm. very autumnal looking so yeah. i'm excited to try it yay so yeah um the next episode is going to be september 26th i will be back with liana we are on a break before we finish out our um witcher read-along and we've decided <laughs> I didn't know last time I filmed with her. We decided we're going to do an episode on a new book that we both have on our TBR for the month. So we're going to talk about God Killer by Hannah Kaner. Ooh, Ooh. I'm excited. I'm very excited for this. (laughs) Uh, Which should be interesting. It's a new fantasy novel. I think it's a debut. and It It is. But it came out um, in the UK last year, though. Right. Yeah, that's what Leanna was saying. So she, she has... The UK version, which I, this reminds me, I should order myself a copy because I don't have a physical copy. I just have a digital one. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about God Killer and hopefully it will be good and worthy of <laughs> doing an episode. It's on but my, even like, if it's September radar to like get to. Yeah. So yeah, it looks mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, I'm just pulling it up so I can read specifically. Uh, give me like okay so Kissan's family were killed by zealots of a fire god now she makes a living killing gods and enjoys it that is until she finds a god she cannot kill skady a god of white lies has somehow bound himself to a young noble and they are both on the run from unknown assassins joined by a disillusioned knight on a secret quest they must travel to the ruined city of Glenradden, where the last of the wild gods reside to each beg a favor pursued by demons and in the midst of a burgeoning civil war they will all face a reckoning something is rotting at the heart of their world and only they can be the ones to stop it Mm. so yeah it sounds interesting hopefully we like it but even if we don't it should be an interesting episode so september i am excited because i have been morbidly curious about this book for so long and i trust you and liana both so i'm like yeah i need your opinion like stat please and thank you well we will we'll be here with it in a couple weeks so (laughs) yeah so tune in for that again this has been chapter three podcasts we're your hosts bethany and izzy you can follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok at chapter three podcast and you can find us on our individual 
all channels. Join us September 26th for our next episode. And this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.